informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things. This is an over-the-fence episode, crossover event. It is me, Brian, and I have Elliot. Hello. And I have my co-host for the Vastine and Marty podcast, Vastine Bondurant. Hello. How we doing? I'm good. You? I'm doing wonderful. We're good. All right. Today, we're going to talk about publishing. And so you guys, as authors are at different stages on the publishing journey right now. Elliot, you are published at the moment. Yes. You have books out. Yes. Carol, Vastine, you are in the process of getting a book ready for publishing. And I've been published. You have been published. Just the contracts are expiring. Right. Yeah. So but. you're looking at options, whereas he's kind of cruising along at the moment. I still think, though, my experience, my experience with being published is a lot different than his. Mine, God, that was back in what two thousand nine or mine. I knew somebody at the publisher, and it was an e publisher. Mm-hmm. My book was anyway, I'm, and um, you know, I knew somebody, and it kind of just went from there. This time, I'm kind of like trying to decide, and you're with a traditional publisher, and that's why I kind of wanted to get with you, you right? Know? But like, in but to that end, though, that traditional publisher is somebody that I knew. True, that's mm-hmm. there's yeah. a thing because. Because he was actually, he was a critic of the original release of my book, Rewritten Lives. And he was referred to me by another publisher who originally was, her name was Tamika Newhouse. She was originally in San Antonio. Now she's in Atlanta and she's doing big things now. She has a lot of fingers in different pies, but she recommended me to this guy and for a show. And then he then just kept tabs on me because he liked Rewritten Lives so much that when Take a walk with me was take a walk with me didn't even exist really at the time. But when I told him about what my plans were, he asked to publish my next and then my next books and all that going forward as a traditional publisher. And then that's how that happened. Prior to that, I was self published. Okay, so that's that's good. You mentioned two of the uh, options, so let's kind of go through the options for publishing. Okay, so you have your traditional publisher, which is I feel like the one everybody knows like mm. you submit and you get approved they edit they essentially put the finishing touches on the book for you right and put it out put it in bookstores put it online all of that right mm-hmm. but they basically assume all of the risk well, and it's and it's a big expense people don't get that it's right. a big expense right and so then there's this self publishing route where basically you are your publisher and you're assuming all the risk that the traditional publisher does, which means and risk basically means you're the one that's doing all of the investing. You're getting the you're handling the production of the book, you're paying for that, as well as the marketing of the book. You have the range for any type of bookstore, book selling, and if you're gonna do any book signing and all that, that's all done by you. That's all done by you. But when you're doing a traditional publisher, that they take they take on all of that for you. And depending on where you are with it, if you're going with a traditional publisher, which is the goal for most authors, I mean, there is always that possibility because you're part of a stable of authors with a stable of books that the publisher has. And you got to fight to get make sure that your stuff stays on the forefront for getting pushed by that publisher. 
benefit of, of doing it through that is you're not spending all that money on your own because it is expensive doing it the self-publishing route. It just is. And I can honestly say that I didn't make the return on my investment doing the self-publishing route, but it did get my name out there. And then I did get picked up by a traditional publisher. So there was the that was the one benefit of doing it that way. It was expensive to do the self-publishing route. It was. Now you got print books made too as well, right? Yeah, print yeah. and ebook. And that even is another expense. Yeah. It print just adds on to that. Yeah. Now, I've self-published. I've got one. I don't talk about it, but it's it's on uh, Kindle still. But, yeah, I can vouch for what he's saying because, I mean, okay, people don't realize, number one, you really need a good editor, mm-hmm. and that's not cheap. I mean, I've looked around. I mean, there are certain things per word they charge, $85 per. It, it, it's expensive. Then you're talking about your cover art, and, you're, you know, sometimes you can just get by with one little picture. It, de- it depends, though. I mean, in, in a really good cover artist anymore, if you can't do it yourself, you're talking a range from probably 200 to a really good one up to $500. People do not realize that. An editor is going to do more than one round, usually, which is twice as expensive. Mm-hmm. There's formatting for self-publishing. You don't just go throw it up there and load it onto Amazon. There's formatting, which is not cheap either. Well, yeah, not a single ebook I've ever had was in Word format. Well, <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. And, you know, if you don't know how to do that yourself, I had it's to pay someone. Money. Yeah, I had to pay someone to do mine. I didn't know how to do that. Um, and that wasn't cheap either. Editing. There's editing. There's there. People don't realize, too. There's not just, oh, I'm just going to read through her book. Editing is you got to have somebody that catches all your grammar errors, mm-hmm. somebody that catches your content. Uh, and there's another round too. I can't think what the other one is. It's about the context. It's about the fact of like continuity. Continuity is right. Because, that's, yeah. Because, because some because some of the things that like they the editor has to understand the writer and what the writer was actually going for because it what what could be deemed as bad language or wrong syntax mm-hmm. might be exactly what the writer is going for. I give an example. There was a uh, there's a book of poetry that I, when I was in Jamaica called uh, Jamaican Labrish. Got it, right? And it was written in Patswa, right? Which is a mix of English and other language that was uh, kind of like, it's similar to what we would call in, in some of the communities like the, in the Gullah Geechee area, Pigeon, where there's, it's English, but it's mixed and it's broken. It's a different type of thing, but it's its own, it's its own language to and of itself, right? And when it's written out, you think that it's poor grammar, but it actually is not. It's English adapted for the, in that particular culture. And if you change that, now all of a sudden, yes, it looks like proper English, like British, UK, USA style. Looks like the Queens. Right, but it's, but it, and but that change takes it, makes, just completely checks, changes the entire flow and feel of the book Changes which is a meaning sometimes right exactly and so you have to have an editor that's actually adept to that and understands poem, that right yeah. don't try and like for me as a poet i've had to be concerned about that when i had to because there's some things that i would imagine poetry editing is either really easy or really hard it's a mixture of both because depending on what i'm trying to go for because there are some instances that my I joke about often with you my hillbilly background, right? And there's some things I try to capture from 
that area that I'm from. And that Appalachian hillbilly English is different from Northwest Ohio and like in the rest of the United States. It's its own feel, right? I, if you plug me down in there, I'm going to sound different. Give me, give me a day or so. I'm not going to sound like the Elliot that you know. I'm going to sound like that. And it's gonna. It feels different. Glad to hear that, Elliot. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a completely different feel altogether. He's got a good point because this is something new. Mm-hmm. I learned just a couple of weeks ago. Now, an author posted that her book was out. Right, mm-hmm. she had a reader. Mm-hmm. She had a word that she had used. In, in her book, and it was self-published. No, it wasn't, actually. She had a publisher. But there was a word that she knew what it meant. It kind of meant something in British. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Now, get this. I, this is something dangerous that's, that's beginning to happen now. This reader actually complained to Amazon first, mm-hmm. said they did not like that word, could they use something else. And do you know Amazon actually pulled the book for, for a while. They suspended the book. Mm-hmm. Until the author could correct it and change. And although the word was legitimate, mm-hmm. it meant what she, you know, it changed. But they actually got away with that. That is something else. British word for cigarette? No. Uh, no. Okay. It was a word I've never heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, well, I know what you mean because they call it fag. Uh, they call a trunk of a car a bonnet. I mean, it's totally different language. But no, this was just a word. It was an action word, but it wasn't even a bad word. Okay. It was just something this this person evidently they were British or something they didn't understand what her word meant, mm-hmm. and they actually but the the point was complain about it but don't go tell Amazon and now that we know Amazon will actually take the book down if they don't understand what's going on here mm-hmm. and that's not is, fair. And I guess in fact to go along with that, let me put it this way: I didn't understand what the Jamaican Labrish book was doing until I actually read the. I had to. I, didn't read it silently. I read it out loud, and then that's when I, that's when I caught it. What that poet was doing is I did. I I was reading it silently, was missing it the whole way, and I'm like, why am I not understanding what you're trying to do with it? Then I once I could hear it by speaking it, I'm like, okay, now I got it. So that's a disappointing form of censorship, especially out of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally just watched the Amazon show, The Boys. Mm -hmm. You can't justify pulling any book if you're also going to be behind the making of that show. Right. Like, it is foul. No, no, this was not a bad word. But that's, but my person didn't understand what it meant, and she complained about it, and they wanted it corrected. And they shouldn't have listened to the reader like that. Right. No, and I, I get what you're talking about. The fact is, is that yes. you can't justify censoring anything if you're going to be responsible for that and, content. See, and the thing, and the problem is, the thing is, and this, this goes to the subject, the subjective nature of society as it is now, mm-hmm. right? People want free speech as long as it's something that they agree with, mm-hmm. and the reality is, is that that's not free speech. Freedom of speech is like freedom to say, and your freedom to not listen, freedom to disagree, freedom to like. It's like you read it, okay? Maybe you don't. You might not understand what the author is talking about. You have the freedom to go ahead and send an email to that author to find out what they were talking about or do your own research. And that's or what the author don't said. Pick up, or she don't said, pick up the book. She said, why didn't you ask me? I, but the thing was, I have to make it clear, it was not censorship. Mm-hmm. They didn't complain. This is a bad word. Mm-hmm. They complained. They just didn't get it, and they thought she should have used another word. Right. But they went to Amazon with that. See, and that's crazy. Who's the reader has the right, like, buy a dictionary? They don't. 
They really don't. That's but, 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 see, but this is but this is the thing. Listen, look, listen, believe me, this is a society now that if I like, you know, I can basically identify as an alligator and claim that if you don't agree with me, people will get mad. So it's that's where we are in our that's that's, that's an alligator? Yes. Anything. Like you have to agree with me or if you don't, if I say if you don't agree with me and I voice my displeasure with the fact that you don't agree with me. You're, you're speaking as an author. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. But just in general, I say where we are now, difference of opinion, heaven forbid. Exactly. Like, if I see a different, if I see the moon differently than you do, if you get out and say it first, then you get to declare that anybody else that views that moon differently than you is wrong and needs to be banned for saying so. And no matter how you're published, and an author, different on the moon. you'd be surprised. You mm -hmm. talk about interrupting, Mr. <laughs> uh, we're not letting you do it to us. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you talk about an author, especially nowadays, I mean, they get real offended if you give a bad review, mm -hmm. anything. They can't take that anymore. And it's like, that's the way it is. That's been that way forever. Right. But now they can't seem to take it. Right. Because the thing, the thing is, like, like Brian is a Stephen King fan, right? Love Stephen King. Yeah, he does. I don't know, he, does he does. He does. And, there's, and Stephen King is a great author. He just, I mean, it's like, don't get full of it right now. He completely is a great author. I'm just not his fan. Like in the sense of like I'm not the odds of me like picking up one of his books in a way that like like I can watch the movie watch maybe a couple of movies based on his works but like I that's just not me right mm -hmm. but I would never sit back and like write to this publisher it's like well you know I didn't really understand what he was getting at with uh, you know the pet cemetery when he's talking about this particular cat oh, coming out from the yeah. like, I think you need to pull this so that way I because so, uh, I don't understand what he was getting at. No, 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 no. What you, what you do is that means that the book isn't for you. It's not written for you, and you're not a fan of it. So you go ahead and you put the book down, turn around, go to your local library because you can do that still. Find a book and an author. Um, that you could literally get with and become a fan of that guy yeah. or that woman like or that style. There's plenty of other choices, right? No one says you have to like everything. True. For the record, I didn't bring up Stephen King this time. No objections. <laughs> no. no objections. <laughs> it's allowed. That's allowed. As long as we're criticizing. <laughs> exactly. We did, we did the Bastine and Marty uh, favorite books episode, and I bring oh, up God. Stephen King, and you could hear Carol's eyes rolling. <laughs> it's not just Stephen King. He brings up that one, that trilogy, that, that series. Oh, date books. Oh, God, it's even worse. I'm just kidding. Plus, I'm kidding. Plus a whole list of adjacent books. Right. Well, you see, the things are like, you know, we, we, we had talked about, on, on this podcast, another thing things, we had talked about the fact of, like, me being a fan of the Encyclopedia Brown. Mm -hmm. Of oh, books, right? It's like, and like I said, I still like, I think, I, I mean, even though they're children's books, I really felt like, for, like, for children's literature, some of the best writing out what there. What is that? It's like, it's like, it's like, Encyclopedia Brown is a kid's, is a kid's detective. And it, and it actually goes through, and um, and the, the child goes through the whole process of problem solving, solving a particular problem, solving a case, right? And it, it went on for years. And I think you know, that author and the author that created Ramona Quimby did a crossover one particular time 
Because that sounds right. Because because there's there are two separate authors, but they did do a crossover at one point. Because and and I remember reading those books. I wasn't a Ramona fan as a character, but I did like what they did because Ramona as a character, I mean, which, which means the author did a really good job. It's the fact that it's the character, not the book. The book was well written. I just couldn't get with that character, Ramona. She was annoyed me. At least you're honest. Yes, she annoyed me. She reminded me like I love my sister, but she reminded me of my kid sister, and I'm like. Lord Jesus. So, but that but that's the whole point though. I, I think that I'm not a, I'm, this is what I'm not a fan of. It is that I'm, I'm completely fine with fans not liking a particular piece of literature, regardless of whatever it is. What I am not a fan of is the banning and the erasing of literature because of the fact that people don't like it, right? Like, because if, if, of anything, if anything, Literature is a snapshot, a, a, a verbal snapshot of a time in the culture when it was written. This is the style that, this is how they talk, this is how they interact, this is, like, if, especially if it's a period piece, right? But not, but not all, not, not all of them are period pieces. Sometimes the author was current for the time that he or she was writing in. They weren't trying to capture a moment. That was just how they were in that time. And so you don't look at Mark Twain's books. Yes, exactly. It's and I'm I'm not a and I'm not a fan of I was never because I've heard about uh, growing up I heard about stories of books getting burned and book banning, whatever like that. And I always had a problem with that. Like if you don't want to read it, you don't have to. The beautiful part about our society, American society, is that in a, in a truly capitalist society, if you don't like a certain thing, you don't have to get it. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to read it. You don't have to listen to it. You can do your own thing. You can be Brian Henderson on the hills of Black Fork, Ohio, reading whatever, the, read the same book that he's loved for the last 30 years, and that's all he wants to read. So be it. Brian's not that way. He's from E-Town. But just go with me on this. Uh, so, but, like... Like, everything except the Brian's from Ohio part was right, fairly accurate. Right, because they right. read half the Tower series. And, and, and then that's him. That's that's fine. Right? But that's what truly is, what it capitalized what um, the American capitalist structure is supposed to be. That's that the, the this other imposed thing where the, like, what the reader did with that and in fact, the Amazon acquiesce. Amazon does it. That's a that's a thing that actually needs to be careful about. Then, because Amazon is not the traditional publisher per se. Even though books do get published at Amazon, if you went to like Penguin Books or some of these other publishing houses, I highly doubt that would have happened. No, they would have gone to the publisher and they'd say, "Get out of here," you know, "get lost." No, and that you know they would. They've already had a contract drawn up with Amazon, you know, but. The, this way, you're on your own. The boilerplate response letter from the publisher would have been like, thank you for our interest in Penguin Books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're not pulling the book from there. Just don't buy it. We have reviewed what you requested, and we decided not to do it. And we've decided not to pull this book from our collection. No. Because mm -hmm. what you could do is take his hold on to your receipt, go back to the bookstore, return the book, get your money back, and then go on to something else. So that's Which, perfect. But speaking of that... I don't think he could be a victim of this because you're you traditionally you print, but that's another thing that's really overwhelming now in Amazon 
and I don't know if it goes over into ebooks that are published with publishers or is it just self, but there's a huge trend now, and they even have on TikTok telling people how to do it. There's a huge trend on reading an entire book on Amazon and returning it, and they're accepting the book back. And one uh, one girl on Twitter even said she actually had to pay Amazon because. And the one I told you about that I like to talk about my friend in Great Britain, she's very very prolific. But she said this last statement she had twenty books returned, mm -hmm. not because immediate like oh this is the wrong book. They read the book all the way through and then they returned it. Mm -hmm. And there's a girl on um it's I don't know her her tag name is fat reader something but she comes on there and she's she even says suck it up authors you know this is not like she says you know it's the same thing as a library to her and she says you know suck it up quit whining about it because you're losing money blah 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 and you know she it, it's insulting but i mean it, the, uh, the worst part is that amazon is allowing it mm -hmm. yeah you should be a no return policy on ebooks because amazon doesn't lose anything from that the author gets their the, the reader gets their money back the author is the one who loses Right, and it's like, but they're doing petitions to try to stop it. Oh, and now Amazon's relented, and now they have a seven-day return period, which you could read a book in seven days. This is ridiculous. You could that at least is a little bit closer to reasonable. Um, I could read a book in a day if I liked it. I mean, Lexi, I think three days is probably the most reasonable. Right, because most yes, you can read a book in three days. You can read a book in one day. But most people aren't going to. Right. And I agree with that. And if you're like, Eric, here's the thing. Okay. I disagree. Because even in three days, you either, if you don't like the book, that's not a reason to return it. Right. And be able to do that if you bought a hard bag. I'm sorry. You know, go sell it in the garage sale then. I mean, we'll go down for uh, his books and, and, and they, they buy the books back. I mean, there's, there's actually a whole... In really? That's interesting. You know, books. Like, you can take your old books to half-price books, and then they will pay you for that, because you can buy books there the traditional way in the traditional bookstore. But they're print books, too. Right. Whereas they can resell those. Right. Here's a, an e-book is an e-book. Right. You know, you can't resell See, it. And, and, the, and the thing is, is, and books should not be treated with the same type of cavalier thing when it comes to returning products. It's not like if I bought... Like clothing and the outfit, the shirt didn't fit. I thought it was. I had to find out, like, yeah, an extra large at Sears is not the same as an extra large from, you know, Pappy's clothing shop that that they're selling through Amazon. And yeah, and like I said, I'm just saying, like, because because Amazon is. Let's face it, let's call it what it is. Amazon is the new mall. Okay, it is, it right. Is. So the new worldwide mall. Yeah, it is. And so, like, so so that's. That's so. That's the reason why. Like, and depending on like where you are in Houston, you got you got the mall like like the Galleria where you have the brand names whatever that are everywhere, right? But then you got the malls that aren't as good as they used to be, and they got these mom and pop shops inside of there, right? And so their sizes are not the their, their idea for a small, medium, and large is not the same as Sears, J.C. Penney, or Foley's, right? It's different though. But, but, but the point I'm making is is that. For the reason why you would buy, if you bought any of them from a department store, the clothing from the department store, we returned that back, right? For the reason why it didn't fit. You bought it, it didn't fit, you return it, get your money back, that type of deal. Or you bought it, there was a stain on the clothing. And you, and I said, books are not that product, right? It's like, it's purely for either education or for entertainment or both. <laughs> yeah, I was right.
So if you'd like to visit Pappy's Clothing Company, <laughs> go to pappyco.com. There really is one. <laughs> because it actually exists and apparently is bourbon-centric. Bourbon-centric? Yeah. So, so, you, like, so, it's, so you can get drunk with it. Like... If you get drunk to get drunk in. Yeah, but you have to... We're not we're able to wear uh, we can able to wear an outfit and get drunk at the same time. They have now cracked the code. Baby says you're just throw on a shirt and get drunk. We're wearing clothing from these. Okay. Like yeah, pappyco.com. Buy your bourbon apparel. Tell them Elliot says <laughs> Wait a minute, how did I end up being the one reading the free commercial? Exactly. Exactly. He looked it up. I was just, I was pulling it from the sky and making it up. And he's busy Googling. Well, listen, this is not a subject where I can really hold my own, so I'm just letting the writers talk. Better known to me is Google Henderson. Oh, listen. That's the first time my last name's been used on the air. Uh, <laughs> Ms. Bonder, Ms. Ms. Bonder on. Okay, edit that and then it's Google Swartz. Hey, family <laughs> He's not bonded to it. Okay, so um, <laughs> there you go. None of our dozen or so listeners don't already know who I am. Back to the thing is, and on Amazon, they have a feature that says look inside. Mm-hmm. They give you at least one to two chapters to read. Before you buy the book, you can't say it's not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And, and, and every book has a little thing that talks about what it's about. Like, you know, there's a, yes, a little blurb. Every, everyone, everyone has it. So, and, 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 and frankly, I just feel this goes back to this, where we are in a society type of thing. Nobody wants to just own responsibility, like doing what they got to do before they make a purchase on anything or before they, before, or before they do anything for that matter. They... Ignorance is not a defense always. I'm sorry. Like, admitting that you were an idiot is not. Like, I did it because I didn't know. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the big bottom line. These aren't because they didn't know something. They plan to buy it and they plan to return it. Just like me going to the mall, buying a dress, wearing it to the prom, and then returning it the next day because I don't want to pay for it. If it's up there, this is what they're doing. Because, like, frankly, they're not distributing. Exactly. Exactly. And the reality is, if you want to, to your thing, if you want to just rent a dress, you can rent a dress. To go to the prom instead of like going to a, a you know for, to a designer shop buying it and like after you wear it for that one time and even for that they've got Kindle Unlimited if you want to borrow the book borrow it they have a system for that right it's like why would it's just it's just I think these persons are getting a thrill mm, out of you know they're not really not liking the book they're reading the whole thing you because Kindle can tell how many pages have been read. See, and the thing is that I think a, a, a good counter could possibly be like, depending on, because they can, if you've read 75% of the book before you return it, you might only get like 25% of that money back. I wish. I mean, like, I'm just saying, because there has to be some type of protection for the author. Like, I think gonna, so. Because, because in that, because... Otherwise, as authors, you should just be boycotting Amazon. Right. Which but, that's, but where else do you go? That's, that's you know? the thing is that Amazon's so massive. It is, but, but, but the thing is that a lot of the major publishing houses have their own websites. Exactly. Right? So, so it, it, like, and that's the one thing about my publisher has educated me about, like, all these other bookstores that are available online and or besides the traditional bookstores that are in every city, that they still exist. There's ways to actually get around using Amazon, but 
again, that's the benefit of is like I said, I have a traditional publisher that's coached me on it, and of course, he's handling all of that. Yeah. Right. In that end, because he's even though he's a traditional publisher, he's not one of the bigger name ones. I, I think as an author, it's okay to explore other publishing houses that are traditional publishers but aren't the big names because you still get the protections, but you'll get more of the attention because they end up having more flexibility to go to certain markets and find... Because he might not go to a Sealy, Texas, to that bookstore. I mean, the, the Penguin books might not go to a bookstore in Sealy, Texas, right? But my traditional, my publisher would because he's not that big, so it's wherever he can find a bookstore put the book out there in front of that audience, and you might end up having an audience in Sealy, Texas, and the surrounding community that typically would not get that kind of love, but they will now because of the fact of... Are you sending Are you sending him on the road? Well, he's done that for me, right? And actually, I, I, I like it because of the fact, whether he knows it or not, I remember, because I'm a certain age, Kiss did that when Kiss was like, they're a rock group, they actually like, and, and like, like because they they, they foreshadow. Well, people don't know who Kiss is. And like, hey, look, because hey, they haven't performed in a long. Hold on. And like, well, because some people don't. Because like, because some of our audience, if they're millennials, they don't remember who Kiss. Like, so depending on who they were, they were a rock band. They saw them on Family Jewels. Okay, so yeah, they don't. Even, they don't even know that. Okay, some of them. We might. But anyway, the point I'm making though is that what Kiss did for a time, they did they they had when they were making a name for themselves, they had actually said, you know what? There's these other small towns that are out here in the, in America that like those fans out there in the small town, small villages, small town, like they they want they love their music, love Kiss as much as anyone from Detroit, Philadelphia, and all that, right? And so they started doing concerts in smaller towns. Along with, you know, when they were going on tour, it wasn't just, I'm going to go to Houston. They go to Houston and hit Galveston and some of the, and some of the other smaller towns as well. Farewell tour for 30 years. But this is before that, though. <laughs> before, this is back in the beginning of their career. We weren't even, we weren't born for that. I have a story of stories for that. Mm -hmm. Now, my brother. You were a groupie for Kiss? You knew Gene Simmons, didn't you? You and Gene Simmons had a thing. Breaking on Vastine, Brody, Vastine and Marty breakthrough, and the news, the news, Vastine and Gene Simmons and Kiss, they were a thing. No, y'all listen to me. <laughs> Hashtag Vastine. <laughs> talk, May I talk? Yeah, go ahead. Back a long time ago, my brother had a really good ear for music. He knew people that were going to make it. So one time, and you don't, and y'all weren't even here, uh, there is our Kmart that was in Pasadena, Texas on Red Bluff Road. Okay. Little Kmart. There was this country singer coming to sing at Kmart. That was how new he was, and he was giving out his little CDs. Uh, they weren't even CDs at the time. They were tapes. <laughs> My brother picked one up. He said, this guy was really good. He says, he's going to go places. I know he is. And guess who he was? Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Uh -huh. Yeah, Garth Brooks. Who I'm going to see in like three weeks. At Kmart in Pasadena, Texas, of all places. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they do start, but but we're, we're all supposed to be on publishing here. Yeah, but, 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 so, but even here's the thing, though. It's like, and, and, but we were talking about that when it comes to the publishing. We were, but we are, because it does have to do with publishing. Because we are talking about like getting your name out there and, 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 the, and the flexibility of being able, when you're dealing with a smaller publisher, being able to 
have that possibility to go into other markets that the bigger ones might overlook altogether. Well, some of the bigger ones don't promote like people think they do either. No. They put your book out. They don't promote for you. No. That's not part of the deal. No. You know? And so, like, so that's, again, using the Garth Brooks example, Kiss is another example, having that thing, okay, when you're small and don't know any better, you just go to wherever you can get your name out there. Where do my spreads? The benefit is at this day and age, with social media being advented, like you can you can go to Sealy, do a release, put that on social media, and that will still have the potential of going viral and getting your name out there. Put the links to the publisher's book page and they buy from the publisher. There you go. I would be hit my goal mm-hmm. if I could got got my book in print. My goal is even a smaller, I would just like it to pass it in public libraries. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, that would be a big, huge thing for me. I mean, listen, you get a copy printed, we'll make that happen. Oh. Whether whether we have to walk in there and sneak and slide it in or not. That would be so cool. We would definitely make a video for that. That, that, like, that. that being said, I would love to have my books at the Hancock County Library in my hometown. Well, he should be able to do that. Awesome. Just... Let's make, we can just... We can just take a trip getting books where they should be. Right. HD, if you were listening, he needs to get your book. Seriously, he could at least even in a local library. Yeah, because that because the Hancock County Library was that that was that's that'd be the ultimate thing for me. Like I love Houston, but Finley, Hancock County, that's home. But y'all know why my main reason is, and I put a post on Facebook and I didn't care. You know what my main reason would be? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if it's like that with you, but there's so many people, even close friends and relatives, that do not believe in your writing. Uh-huh. And all you dream of fantasies, having it in the library, having a, a film adaptation made, and I'm on the red carpet for my because my book is into a film, and Alessandro is there, and you know that's your dream only because not because we had those egos, but we just. Wish something would happen that they would take us seriously. I mean, we have it with the podcast. Yeah. Like, I'll talk to people I know about the podcast, and mm-hmm. it's just like, like the eyes are rolling. Like, right. Because it's, it's like, thanks for the support for right. the project that I'm doing. Well, but the thing is, like, it's, it's something that, that I, you've heard me, you, you've seen me say this on my page a lot. People that mostly support what you do are your strangers. Yes. Like, Isn't that crazy? It is. The, 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 the family. And friends, God love them. Like, well, you and well, you and I are an exception because you and I support each other. And Alex supported me. He actually bought you know my book and all, and all that, right? But it's it's most of the people that have done anything with me with the book were people that I didn't have any connection whatsoever to whatsoever. And even with my business that I do separate from the like, it's people coming from. There's a reason why I'm in multiple states with what I do because. That's where the people are wanting my business. Exactly. We do have one last publishing type to talk about, mm-hmm. and that is the vanity publisher. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, vanity. I can't remember the name of the the publisher, but there was one that keeps putting ads out on the radio. They're like, "We'll make, we'll get your book in bookstores. Uh-huh. We'll guide you through the whole process." and like, they just have a phone number. They don't even have the website. Like, I might remember it if they gave a website. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, explain the 
Yeah. The concept, and then let's talk about how gross it is. Well, like, well, what does that tell you? The word vanity publishing. What does that tell you? I mean, it's, a, it's, it's like they're taking advantage of individuals' ignorance about what the whole process is. They still self because you're still self-publishing because you're paying for everything. A lot right? of money, and you're paying everybody else to do that work for you, right? And they don't assign somebody that's a professional to work with you, so you know what actually would be a work if your name isn't out there. Then, if you're a new author and all that, right, or even if you are experienced but you've only only had limited runs, there are certain marketing things that, like, no matter what you do, you can spend a whole lot of money on it, but they don't know you; they're not going to purchase. But the vanity publisher won't care because as long as they get the money and make you think that that's going to have the positive result you want to have, and so then you might end up being ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in the hole, thinking that this is going to yeah. get something. You're make it all back, right? But and you're you're not. It's per book. Right. And not, not your whole, hey, here's your contract. Cause you're like, no, it's per book. Right. And like, I, I have no, and I have no problem with using them as long as you know what it is that you're trying to do. You have to have your own agenda and stick with it. If you don't have the means to publish it yourself and you don't have the time dedicated to do that, fine, do that. But only do that thing of like, get the book out. Figure out then at that point, do the homework to figure out where you can place yourself to get your name out there. Because there are other, because in this era now, there are inexpensive ways to promote yourself as a writer. Yeah, but that are less promotion. Yeah, but promotion. Sometimes that costs money too, but sometimes it's worth it. But but here's the thing though, you could do a, a, a reel on Instagram for free, reading a section of your book and saying where, where you could ask, where the people can actually go and get the book. Put the link there on all that, right? That's a lot cheaper than spending $5,000 for them to like put your book in a book festival that you're assuming that, that could equate to you getting a lot of book sales and it doesn't. Yeah, you and 10,000 other authors. Right. Is it that they, yeah, so you're not getting that attention. At least with the reels and the Facebook page and all that stuff, like, you'd be better suited of getting a social media content editor and helping you build a, 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 a space for yourself. I wouldn't mind. But, say, but, but, that, but that actually could be more inexpensive than doing the vanity publishing route and buying their marketing packages that they're just throwing stuff at you but it's not really going to be a benefit for you because you're still battling the fact of name recognition. Mm-hmm. And until your name gets fully recognized, it's just not going to help. Because that one I was telling you about that we talked about on one of our other shows, it, they had a $10,000 package mm-hmm. that was, but that didn't include a print book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, if you get into it though now to do this, you know, to do one something, one thing of editing. But to do everything else, and there was extra money. Oh, that was only like five thousand dollars, or you know, and it was it added up to where it was about fifteen thousand to get your book just published. Mm-hmm. That didn't include it. There was also another promo pay. Yeah. Now I don't I don't have anything against paying for promotions. I do not because they know their business. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't mind that so much. People need marketing, and some of us just aren't good at it. I told you how I feel about Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, <laughs> I won't do that again. But the thing, but, but the, but the thing is, is that a lot, a, a, a yeah. lot of show the opinions changed in the last month. But, but I but, won't do my seal noise. <laughs> but 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 the but the reality is that there are ways of the promotion that outside of the vanity is going to charge you for something that extra because they're putting in their labor. At least that you think that they are, yeah. right? But you, but if you're doing it yourself, or 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 actually getting a specialist, you know, get a, get a kid that 
and, and, and hit them like a couple hundred bucks. So like, can you read my social media, or whatever? Let them handle that. But I said, and probably they'd be better as an adult. Right, yeah, anyway. right, right, right. But, but, you, but you'll have more control. You'll know what's being said, and you know exactly what's being promoted, and where. To, like, you'll have more of that creative control, which you need as an author and a poet of a book, because you need to make certain that what you are having put out there represents that book well. Plus. The less money that you, because they're all about, because the my, you know, less money that you spend, they increase the likelihood of getting a more of a return on the investment. Well, that's true. So, I think that we uh, pretty extensively discussed publishing and promotion. What well, may I add one thing? Yeah, absolutely. To Elliot, he he he. One thing too is one of the advantages of like your publisher like he has, or even the publisher I have is called Dream Spinner Press. The advantage of buying from that publisher is that Amazon gets a huge percentage out of your money. Mm -hmm. Even if, no matter who's publishing it, uh, and you only get a percentage, whereas you go directly through your publisher, if a, a reader, mm -hmm. you get a huge, you get like 70%. Right. Whereas Amazon gets probably the 70, you get 30. Right. You know? Something that we talked about way back when we had Crystal Bolden on talking right. about Avengers. People don't realize that. Is I made the joke about every time somebody watches it, she gets a nickel and she goes, that's about right. No, it is. It really is. It's, it's insane. Right. Um, you know, I mean, Bezos didn't get to be the richest man in the world or in competition by being a dummy, but at the same time, he seems to have done it by ripping people off. Well, I will say on a triumphant note, uh, once I got on Twitter, at least, this has been this one book I've had out since 2000, what? And I forgot it was even on there. I got a $2.07 um, royalty oh. since I've been on Twitter because somebody looked my name up. And said, oh, there's a book. She has one book. Fastine is going to Whataburger yeah. and getting a small banana pudding milkshake with her royalty check. Uh, <laughs> fries, the kitty fries. But no, I mean that's just a tiny, tiny example of something about people getting to know who you are. Because right. somebody evidently was into well, I wonder what she does, right? You know, they go look your name up. Oh, there's only one book. You know, hope you like that genre. That's what there is. <laughs> but it's still, it told me, well, that's been years since you know I made royalties on that, and right. it's just kind of somebody saw it, right? So that does speak to the benefits of social media. Yeah, like, media has a has a purpose. I mean, yeah. if you can be patient and then you're not intimidated, and it's and just be consistent with it. You don't have to like it's it's not about all of the time, but picking but picking the times consistently that you can be on to just put something simple out, or like the drop that or doing like what we do with having a combination of other things that still. Even if you're not doing something with the book, it still keeps your name out there and you're attached to that. Then it develops a familiarity, right? And again, so notice all this stuff has nothing to do with the with the uh with the, the vanity publisher. It's you doing that yourself. The vanity right. publisher is not going to do that. No, they don't either. I mean they really don't. And that is always no matter who you are, unless you're a really big writer already. Your name just sells itself. But most of us aren't that way. You know, we have to sell it, you know. So, in the interest of keeping with social media, check us all out on social media. Check out the Vastine and Marty Facebook page. Check out the This Podcast is None of Those Things Facebook page at None of Those Things. Check out Vastine on Twitter at... At Vastine B. 
check out this podcast is none of those things on Instagram at this uh, those. Check us out on Twitter at this underscore those. And with that, Bestine, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Listeners, thank you for listening. Tell all your friends. Hit that subscribe button. Hit us with those five stars. And next episode, I think we're going to talk about movie and story plot holes. Bestine, do you want to join us for that one as well? Well, I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) Well, we'll see if Bestine's with us on the next one. If not, make sure you listen to Vestina and Marty and this podcast is none of those things. Thank you again, and we will see you next time. Bye.